You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind, episode number 11. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Hope you're all well. I'm doing fantastic, wonderful delightful, just peachy. I have been wanting to do a line in my sugar bunch store with designs inspired by the movie The Labyrinth for for quite a long time, but I've been hinting at it and teasing at it for a while, but I've been busy and several other excuses. So I'm now finally actually putting the designs together and the collection should come out at the end of this month. Why The Labyrinth, you're asking? Well, it's an excellent movie. I don't know. I don't even know why you'd ask me that. That's ridiculous. It's got David Bowie. It's got goblins and puppets. It's Jim Henson. It's a classic. Your homework is to go watch it if you haven't seen it. Anywho, I am. I'm going to have a line of products in my Sugar Bunch store that are all inspired designs by the movie because most of the time, why I design anything is because I want to wear it or it's something that I want to see. So selfishly, I'm putting it out and I hope that others like it as well. Since you're all my podcast friends that are listening, whoever you are, maybe I'll put a couple of images, a sneak peek for you. You can also see all the details unfolding in real time on the Sugar Bunch Instagram account. It's sugar underscore bunch if you're so inclined. I've just determined the name of the line and it's, get ready for this, through dangers untold dot, 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 maybe, obviously, because there's more of that whole little bit that Sarah does in the movie. I'm pretty sold on it. I like the name. We're going forward. Hashtag through dangers untold. Maybe I'll have to throw an SB in there because other people are using that hashtag. So speaking of Instagram and hashtags and social media and all that good, great stuff, depending on your perspective. Our topic for today is all on Instagram. Whether you're using it just casually for personal use or using it for your business or you're using it as an artist for maybe your portfolio, most people are on Instagram. A lot of people are actively using it. It's pretty much embedded into our culture at this point. There are several social media platforms that you can adapt your content to or just your personal use. For me, I've always gravitated towards Instagram because I'm a very visual person and I like to see pictures and images and that's what I get excited and inspired by. So I use Twitter and I use Facebook minimally, but not in the same fashion. I'm mostly on Instagram. Guys, confession, I have three Instagram accounts. Count them three. One, two, three. Even as I'm saying that, that sounds like a ridiculous number of accounts to manage, but I do, and I'll tell you all why. Like all social media platforms, it's intended and can be used to connect with people, other communities, and friends and family of the like. And the interesting thing that's happened with all of social media and Instagram in particular, people are following all their favorite brands and celebrities, and there are now Instagram celebrities and models. I mean, this has been happening for a while. I don't have to tell you all this, but here we are. You even hear about it in songs. It's so enmeshed into pop culture that you hear about posting up your pic on Instagram. And that's just the norm. That's what this generation is raised with. When I first heard about Instagram, I was working at an office and I was on what was called the creative team or the design team. So 
other artists, designers, visual designers, illustrators, like-minded visual people. iPhone was still a relatively new thing for us, and everybody was really excited about all the apps that we could use. And Instagram came about. And if I'm not mistaken, Instagram was a paid app at first. And I was vehemently against paying for any apps, especially in the beginning, even the 2 $3 that it costs. So I was like, get out of here with your Instagram. Talk to me when it's free. But I was mildly curious the big thing about it was all the filters. They were doing all these funky, funky filters. And I got jealous looking at that. And everybody had a border. Now no one puts a border anymore, but there was always a, a photo or a film negative border that people use. It's fascinating the way that Instagram has transformed and changed in the way we use it. It's no longer a paid app, but you might as well because you're following all these brands that you're going to pay them anyway. So in the beginning, I didn't see it as anything more than personal use. I think everyone was still kind of figuring out what to do with this. It was just you post up a picture and people could like it, quote unquote, like it or heart it. I think I heard people say in the beginning times. And it was always meant to be something in the moment. So if you're posting an Instagram, it's expected that you're doing that thing right now. And then cue all the comparison complex and jealousy and FOMO that comes with someone doing something fabulous, looking fabulous, and doing something extraordinary, taking a picture of their feet in Disneyland or a concert, breeding a whole new culture of people hating themselves and doubting themselves and thinking they're not good enough, but also inspiring others as well. I looked Instagram for inspiration. So again, taking it back, using it just for personal use, you go on vacation, Something funny happened at the office, you post it, you're friends with who you're friends with, maybe, you know, a couple hundred people that you know personally. And then you start to get these random accounts following you. And at first, you're very offended. I was. It's like, who are you? What? I don't know you. You want to look at my stuff? This is weird. I don't even know who you are. Where are you from, Mabel24 sweet girl? People started to figure out the way you can use the platform as either a portfolio or something to share your content or just be creative, share your message, say funny things, create memes. And brands figured out that it was an extension of their brand, that they can connect with larger audiences with a visual that just expands their brand message and their products. It's bought by Facebook and then just the app and the community grew and grew and grew. Now everybody and their mother and their mother's mother are on Instagram. If I were to scroll back, way back into my feed, the handle's at Jess underscore Kovic, by the by. But if you went all the way to the beginning, just random posts, random pictures of whatever was going on. I didn't post that often. It was maybe once every couple of weeks. I got crazy on the filters. The photo quality wasn't super great. And then at some point, you start to realize that you have the opportunity to hone your feed. As a visual person and a photographer, this was actually exciting to me because it was your own personal digital gallery and you can make it look however you want and people were already doing this they were color coordinating their themes they were using the same filter every time so it looked the same they were taking the same type of pictures photographers really embraced Instagram so I started to curate my feed I started playing with different things you can look over the years and I've got different motifs that I played with at one point which is weird to me because I don't like brown I was using more of a sepia tone on all of my images Every photo that I posted was going to be aesthetically pleasing, at least to me. I wanted it to represent that I know how to compose a good photo, kind of bragging rights. And just for me looking at it, when my, when my feed 
when I have it going on, I look back and go, damn, that's beautiful. This shit is beautiful. Look at that. Look at that image. Look at the way my cat, the light hit my cat for just the pure joy of being able to look at it and and enjoy aesthetically as a gallery. People start to follow other people because they enjoy their feed. The feed became a really big deal, especially as an artist, depending on how soon you jumped on that bandwagon and started putting your art up, whether it be photography or illustration, or eventually Instagram started supporting videos, the feed was an important way to develop your brand and your style aesthetic so that people are actually getting jobs and people are looking at their Instagram feeds as their portfolio and seeing their aesthetic just at a glance. The feed was huge. It's about curation. That was another thing. People were having these curated accounts where None of the images or art was theirs, but they were just curating a look and feel. It was kind of like the extension of a blogger. I shared my personal photos, just goings on, selfies, started to curate my feed and had fun with that, experimented with different things. The times when I've gotten super into photography and shooting a bunch and exercising and playing with that craft, I got really into wanting to curate and post my best work and have that be a portfolio. I had a blog for a little while that was just kind of talking about whatever I felt like in creative culture for a while. So that was representative of the things that I was interested in aesthetically. So that's Instagram account number one. That's the one I still use today as my personal account. I also have combined forces for this podcast. So anytime I post about the podcast, it's on that account. For one, because I can't handle another Instagram account that I have to manage. And two, I've had it for so long, I've had it the longest. So if I want to connect with people that might possibly already be interested in me, that's the account to use. As a side note, I used to have on Instagram the Jess Kovic handle, but then I I joined Instagram before I joined Twitter. And then at some point I was coerced into joining Twitter and Jess Kovic was taken at Jess Kovic. So I had to figure out something else and I decided Jess underscore Kovic, which I don't love a lot to this day. And I thought it'd be a lot easier to tell people or to have on business cards that my Instagram and my Twitter handle matched. So like an idiot, I gave up my Jess Kovic at handle on Instagram to change it to Jess underscore Kovic so that they could match. And it's gone now. If I wanted to take it back, I can't. And actually for both Instagram and Twitter, Jess Kovic at Jess Kovic is taken, but they're not using it. So if anybody wants to petition those people to relinquish the at handle and give it back, at least on Instagram, give it back and on Twitter, uh, release it because it's a guy. And I think he's only posting like once a year, how many followers unfollowed him. He's not using it. Let me have it. I'll use it. That's my name. Anywho. So that's my Jess at Jess underscore Kovic Instagram. Still use it. I post to it maybe once a week. I still try to post images that I like and are of, of quality because now Instagram has stories. When Instagram introduced stories, it was all over because I know that that was a feature from Snapchat. With Snapchat, I have downloaded and deleted that damn app probably about 10 times. Every time someone's like, you got to get on Snapchat, everybody's there. That's where I'm posting all my stuff. I'll download it. I'll look for a half a second, get annoyed at the interface. Yeah, I'm probably sounding old, but isn't Snapchat going away? Isn't everybody kind of realizing that the interface sucks? And I don't know. I didn't I didn't stay long enough to learn it or develop a, an affinity towards it. But what I did like about it was the stories feature. And I liked it, particularly when 
something was going on. I was at an event or on vacation. I drove across the country with my sister to New Orleans when she moved there a few years ago. And I used Instagram stories the entire time. And my family and friends could keep up with the journey because I was doing something of interest. So the stories made sense for me in that capacity. So that's the only feature I really liked about it. And Instagram took it and ran with it. And so for me, it's great. I never have to use Snapchat again. So now with Instagram stories, you have the opportunity to post things that they're going to be gone in 24 hours. So you don't have to care if it is good quality, if it's dark, if it represents your brand aesthetically. If you post a picture, it'll be gone. So you don't ever have to look at it again. It's more in the moment. That's kind of my take on it is I don't have to curate it as much. So when I post something to my feed, it looks good. It's representative of what I want to be there. And you got all the stickers and you've got polls and lots of interesting things that you can do with stories now. For me, I look at stories as more in the moment things. And then what I post on the feed is representative of of me as a whole. <laughs> I'm tending to use stories a lot more with my Sugar Butch account. So my Sugar Bunch account is representative of my online store, sugarbunchcreative.com. The at tag is at sugar underscore bunch. I'm not sure why I adapted to the underscore. I just thought it served as a space. Now I kind of hate it. So now I'm like chomping at the bit to change up both of those at handles to something else. Like a lot of people do the so-and-so like the Jess Kovic or there's a Hey, so-and-so, hey, I think hey or yo would have been cool. Yo, Jess Kovic. Jess Kovic, yo. I don't know. If you have a suggestion of what I should change it to, let me know. I don't want to do it willy-nilly. It's got to be the one because I don't want to give up the one that I have for something that I'm going to hate again in five years. So it's sugar underscore bunch, same way that I have my Jess underscore Kovic. I started that account several years ago. It was when I was doing Sugar Bunch as a floral design and photography business. I think I've touched on this a little bit before. Sugar Bunch was not what it is today as my graphic design and apparel store. It was about flowers and that's kind of, you can kind of see that in the name. So if you scroll way at the beginning of the Sugar Bunch account, sugar underscore bunch, again, 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 you'll see a lot of flower posts and you'll see the borders and the awful filters that everybody used. And then it transitioned to, I was using that account to more curate. So I was getting things from other blogs, other Pinterest accounts, other Instagrams and crediting always, but helping to build the aesthetic of what I wanted Sugar Bunch to be as a brand. This was before I even started doing the designs. I was just going to I was just going to blog or curate content. And then it transformed into closer to what it is today in I was using it to develop my branding. I was posting products and designs. So I would post some just straight up designs like the illustrator work, or I would post it on the product and then I would splice it with some lifestyle content, I guess you would say, a picture of a palm tree or something glittery, like whatever was in the aesthetic, but it wasn't actually my design or product. It was just something observing in the world just to kind of curate that lifestyle or develop the lifestyle and brand that way. Probably a year ago, two years ago when it started, the first year of Sugar Bunch is when I really went hard. I was posting once a day. I felt intense amount of pressure to be posting once a day because if you weren't doing that, you weren't relevant and you weren't establishing your brand, you weren't growing. Every post I had had 
the 40 hashtags. You figure out a way to, you write the post in another app and then you have the dots, or in my case, I used asterisk. So you can put in 50 million hashtags and hope that someone is seeing your content, which by the way, I feel used to be a lot more effective and you're able to find different communities and different content that way. The way that Instagram has changed their algorithm so much It doesn't seem like hashtags are that effective. It doesn't seem like they're that important. Maybe others are finding more success with hashtags. I I don't think it's helped me that much. But anywho, at the time, I felt this pressure that I had to post every day. I had an Excel sheet. I had, I paid attention to the feed. I didn't want two similar colors. It was always, okay, I posted something in more of a purple hue. Tomorrow it's going to be more of a blue-green hue. It had to be lifestyle and then person and then product and then design. And then every once in a while, I'd do a selfie just to bring in that authenticity for the the shop owner. And I did enjoy it. I I love to create content. I love photography and I love shooting. I love styling. I love formulating a gallery like that. So I, I really got into it. I did feel the pressure and there was some kind of panic when I didn't have any content to share. It's like, oh God, what am I going to post today? I have to figure something out. And then it felt forced. So of course, it was always more helpful when I planned in advance. And for a time, it did feel like my followers were growing and people were being more engaged. They were liking the content more. I was seeing numbers grow. I was working with some other influencers. It felt like I was getting somewhere, but at some point they've changed it so much, or maybe my attitude about it has changed, but you don't see as much of a return. And ever since the stories came along, I feel like when I post a story, I see a lot more people looking at it and in a sense engaging with it because they have to actually go to the top and tap tap your profile when it's lit up that there's something in the story versus just mindlessly scrolling through the feed. And whatever they're doing, I think it's based on if people are commenting a lot. The more you comment on something, the more that person's account is going to show up in your feed. I don't know specifically. They're changing it all the time and they're actually really kind of tight-lipped. Instagram doesn't share that much of what they're doing or what you can do to have your stuff pop up more. Just recently, this happens every year, I want to say for the past few years. Every once in a while, there'll be a change in the algorithm. I don't even know if there's an actual change or just something starts to go around and you'll see a post where the content creator or brand is pleading with you, Instagram changed their algorithm, please comment and like on this or you won't see my post, sad face, sad face. To me, I see that and I kind of roll my eyes a little bit and I think, I'm not even sure if the algorithm changed. I think it's changing all the time and this thing just goes around and it's so important for people to get likes and have that engagement that they think that they're supposed to, that they have to do this or they're not going to get people engaging with their content. It it seems like kind of a cheap plea and people are just copy and pasting or they're making a graphic with the copy and pasted message, but it's, I'm sorry, it's bullshit. I think if you want to make the content and you want to engage with people, do that. They will or they won't. Facebook and Instagram control the algorithm and they're going to service things up and I think we're approaching a time where we just have to get out of the mindset of you post something, you put a hashtag, and everybody that follows you is going to see it. I haven't figured out the way to either make Instagram work for me in that way or what to do outside of Instagram, but I'm really feeling like it's just not the key to engagement and it's not the key to all of the community. 
I can say with confidence that you'll never see me posting one of those graphic messages that say, please comment and like so you, this this will show up in your feed. So blah, 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 blah. It's just not my style. I think it comes off as this weird plea to your followers as if you're not already established with your content or your the things that you're making and creating. Or it's positioned as some kind of rebellion against Instagram and it's Instagram. They're going to continue to do what they want because lots of people are on it and they're posting photos at the beach and it's just going to continue on that way and things are going to get bumped for ad sales and paid promotions. It's just the way it is. So I think think we all should brainstorm and figure out a way to connect with communities in, I don't know, maybe it's stories, maybe it's another platform or just accept the fact that you're not getting hundreds and thousands in some people's case of likes on every single image. And if people really want to engage with you, they'll go find you. All that said, I don't really consider myself an Instagram influencer. I enjoy creating and I'm trying to put it out there more and more into the world. And that's not my end game. That's not what my goal is to try to be Instagram famous. Not that that's the worst thing, and a lot of people are creating content on Instagram, and they have seen a lot of success, and that is their main gig. They're getting lots of opportunities and sponsorships and creating a community that way, and if that's working for them, awesome. I'm just saying that my goal is not purely Instagram. I want to create content. If people see it on Instagram, awesome. If it's another way to connect with people, awesome. But I'm trying to train myself to think beyond Instagram, beyond social media, and how I can create and connect with people. Because lately I've just been feeling a lot like having to post has become more of a chore and more of I have to do this versus connecting with people or versus putting up content that I'm proud of. The other real confession is that I've been busy and haven't been as on top of creating content for my Sugar Bunch account. Whenever I have a product launch, whenever I develop a line and have a new design, it's really exciting and I have a ton of content. When I do a photo shoot and I go through all those photos, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm really proud and excited to share with people. And it's more of an exciting time where I get to engage with people. Right now, I don't have as much to share. I guess on the content side, I have things to share, news that's going on. There's a lot of stuff in the works, but I don't have as much actual designs. When I have an actual design, that's really fun to post. And I feel like I get more engagement with that when it's something that I've created, at least for Sugar Bunch. So I did mention that I have three Instagram accounts, and I do. They're all still fairly active. The third one is my at Jess Kovic Designs account. And that account is the newest account I opened that last year. And I opened that one because I wanted a place purely for my design portfolio. When I exhibited at a show in New York called Surtex, and it's for um, textile pattern designers, I dove right into that show. And so I wanted a place on Instagram that wasn't all my personal photos, that wasn't specifically tailored toward what I was selling in my Sugar Bunch store. I wanted something that was just my portfolio work, my design, so someone could go there, look at it, and get an idea of the things that I design and I create and would potentially want to hire me, reach out to me to do a collaboration or commission me for something so it's easy for them to see what I do. I worked as an art buyer and photo editor for a very long time. I still work in that way in my day job. As an art buyer, you're constantly reviewing portfolios and work of different artists because you would recommend that to art directors within an agency or an organization to work with for a specific product or you're purchasing or you're licensing their images or their artwork for a product. 
So I would get a lot of photographers and photography reps and um, some designer and illustrator reps come in to whatever place, whatever agency I was working at the time, and they would share their portfolio and a lot of times bring treats because they wanted to coerce you into liking them and liking their work. What I learned from reviewing portfolios is that I, as a creative with a creative background, might be able to see potential in someone's work. If I see a wide range of what they do, say a photographer, for instance, they might be a multi-talented photographer with different subjects. They might shoot people, portraits, um, lifestyle, more candid type of photography. They also shoot food. They also shoot travel. They also shoot architectural photography. And looking at that as an art buyer in a portfolio, you might say, great, you have a lot of work, but if the style is totally different across the board and they shoot a ton of things, it might be really difficult to convey to an art director or creative director or a client that they can do the thing that you want them to do. It seems crazy and it seems a little bit backwards. And myself as a creative, I might be able to understand the different techniques that they're using, but I could make a case that they could apply them to this other thing that we're thinking about that we need. But a lot of times you'll get a client or a creative director or an art director that you're pitching it to that won't see that and they won't understand. So it kind of has to be really literal for them to get the work and get the job. So whenever a photographer would come to me or an agent, one of their agents and ask for what I was looking for or what they should do with their portfolio or students getting out of college, I would recommend consistency because you want an art director or an art buyer to look at your work and see you through it and see exactly what your style is and know what you're capable of and what you excel at so that they can easily pitch that for whatever the project is. So if I see someone as a photographer and they've got a bunch of food photography and they shoot a ton of food and it's all nicely lit the same and has the same aesthetic, it's white and bright, they use natural lighting, I can see common themes throughout their work. It's very easy for me to pitch to a client per se that's looking for that exact type of photography. I can say They clearly do that. They've done it. They can do it in spades for you. I took that advice from my own experience and wanted to apply it to my work. So if I have art buyers, creative directors that I want to work with, with my design, and they look at my personal Instagram account and they see photography, they see selfies, they see me at the beach, they see random things, they're not going to be able to look at that as a resource. And maybe once in a while I'll post one of my designs. They might see that and not really get a breadth of what I do. And then I struggled, well, should I just turn my Instagram account into that or should I turn my Sugar Bunch into that? Maybe I'll use Sugar Bunch. The problem with the Sugar Bunch account was if I'm trying to sell to those designs, I didn't really want to highlight that I was already selling them. So if I want someone to get interested in licensing, say my hot damn hot dog design, I don't really want to highlight that I've been selling it. I wouldn't lie about that if it came down to, is this an exclusive design? We'd work that out in a contract, but... If they wanted to license it knowing that I've used it before and it's not an exclusive deal, that wouldn't hinder them from doing so. Or if they wanted to license it and have an exclusive year or five-year contract going forward, I could then pull it from my Sugar Bunch store. But that's why I wanted to have it separate from that. And the Sugar Bunch store Instagram should be connecting with the community, with customers that are interested in my designs and wanting to purchase it. They want to purchase it on products. They're not purchasing it to license and manufacture something. So it's two different audiences. So I wanted to keep that completely separate. So 
I actually had a hard time because I, I had to use a separate email address to open up my Jess Kovic Designs account and Instagram denied it for a minute saying that there was already a Jess Kovic. It was a hot mess for about a month, but finally I got my Jess Kovic at Jess Kovic Designs and I only post things that are relevant to designs, pattern design, graphic designs. I think there's a couple of pictures of me at Surtex that the show that I went to exhibit my designs, but it's in context. But for the most part, I only post my designs. When I first started it, I posted a bunch just to get it going. And then I was I was trying to post every day a new design. But man, that three Instagram accounts is a lot. And feeling like you have to post one on each one. You have to post something every day on each one. That's a full-time job. I, there's a reason why they have community managers and content creators or content producers for social media. It's a lot. And if you want it to be good and you want it to be relevant, there's thought that goes behind it. And I have a day job and a life and a family and things going on. So I was not able to keep up with posting once a day for that account. I was very ambitious at one point and was going to do a design challenge. And I would like to do that at some point. Um, I just didn't follow through at that time. But that would be a good space to do that. For a while, I was doing design a day on my Sugar Bunch account, but I kind of decided that maybe that wasn't the best place to do those exercises, and that's what Jess Kovic Designs can be. So I might become more active with it in the future. Right now, I post whenever I design something. So it's few and far between. I'm not scrolling through that one as much. That's another challenge with having three Instagram accounts. When you connect with someone on one account versus another, it's hard to keep track. Where do I go when I just want to scroll feeds, when I just want to get inspired and engage with other brands and other people and influencers? Most of the time when I'm scrolling and exploring, it's on my Jess Kovic account. So when I'm connecting with people on other accounts, I'm not seeing as much of their content because when I go on Sugar Bunch, I'm mostly posting or just interacting with people in the comment section or on stories. I'm not scrolling through the feed. Same thing for my Jess Kovic designs. So I still feel kind of strongly that there is a place for each of those three accounts and why they exist and their purpose. I think I still need to reconcile how much time I give to each one and where I need to engage. And honestly, taking a minute to just breathe and not feel the pressure to have to post on any of them every day has been pretty liberating. And I don't want Instagram to govern my life. I don't want to feel like every day at four, I have to be by my phone and post because That removes all the authenticity about it. That removes all the natural engagement. And it feels like a chore and it shouldn't feel like a chore. If and when I do not have a day job and I'm able to put all of my attention on Sugar Bunch, I will be able to be a lot more engaged and make content for it every day. And that would be my main job. So the dream is I'd be able to be creative and design and shoot my products creatively and be able to proudly post everything because I have content all the time and it won't feel forced and it won't feel like I have to go out and look for something. It'll be my main focus. Right now, I don't have that luxury, but I will say for my Labyrinth Through Dangers Untold line that's coming out, I have a shoot scheduled for the end of this month and I am very lucky to have great friends that help me out with that modeling and organizing the shoot. And I have a great time and I'm able to structure the launch of the products around that photo shoot. So I will have a lot more content and I will, I think, be a lot more excited again and 
a lot more invested into posting daily content. I also found that I've been scrolling and spending a lot less time on Instagram. And everybody knows about the comparison complex of what I was discussing earlier on that the FOMO, fear of missing out, everybody's having fun without me, everybody's got a much more amazing life, everyone's got such a better body, better style, doing much better things than I am. So that, I mean, I don't know, I don't care who you are, that affects everybody if you let it, if you get too sucked into it. So if I'm ever starting to feel that way, I try to step away from it because it's not a fun way to feel and I I want it to be inspiration. I want to go on and see what my friends are doing and support them and see other brands and the way they're shooting their products and the way that trends coming in in design and photography and get inspiration from that and not feel like, oh, they're doing this, so now I have to do this. If ever I start to feel that way, It's nice to take a step back and remember that I'm creating because I enjoy creating and there's something that I want to share and not because there's any kind of competition with anybody else. And man, the whole numbers culture, the stats and the likes and the numbers and the followers, I mean, it starts to not mean anything when you've got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people following you, but you're getting 30 likes. Like, what does it even mean? Who's liking these photos? At a certain point, you get tired of caring. It's too much work. The other reason I've been kind of not as active on Instagram as I have been is it can be a real time suck and I'm definitely guilty of sitting on the couch and scrolling Instagram for you think it's only five minutes but it's been an hour and then where the hell did that hour go? One of the pains of my life is I feel like I don't have enough time to do all the things that I want to do, work on my Sugar Bunch brand, design things, design products, just draw for the love and enjoyment of drawing that I've always had, you know, taking pictures, being creative and learning music. I'm learning to sing and piano. And I, I don't have time for those things. If I'm mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, there was a time and it, this comes over me sometimes where I feel like if you're not, you're not in the know. If you're not constantly checking social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever your poison is, then you're not up to date with trends that are going on, what's current in media, what people are talking about, the way that people are using social media. So you feel like you have to be on it constantly, but that becomes like an addiction and a drug. And again, when I start to notice that in myself, because it does happen, I choose to try to step away. There's also social media politics, like who's following who, if that person isn't following me, I'm going to unfollow them. If they're not liking my posts, then I'm not going to like their posts. Definitely have fell into that trap myself. And again, as soon as I recognize it, I try to step away and reevaluate. And there's been times where I've realized someone is not following me or they're not liking my post or I feel like they never like it. And I evaluate, you know, first you're very stung and hurt and how dare they? How dare they not follow me? Well, fuck them. I'm just, I'm going to unfollow them or I'm not going to like any of their shit. But when I'm having a moment of clarity, I try to think, they're not following me. They're not liking my stuff. That's fine. Do I still have an interest in following them? Do I still want to like their stuff? Are they making cool stuff? Okay, then I'll continue to follow them. Then they don't have to follow me. On some level, feeling like I'm the bigger person. Well, I still like their photos, so I'm going to like it. Whatever. Who cares? That's kind of the mindset that I want to be in. If I like it, I'm still going to like it. You don't owe me anything because I'm following you. I don't owe you anything because you're watching my Instagram stories. If you want to, knock yourself out. If you don't, that's fine too. You could go down a whole rabbit hole with with a study of what you're posting and what's effective. I know there's certain times 
depending on the audience that people are more engaged or they're engaging with your content more. Certain things they gravitate towards more. I find that on my personal Instagram account, if I post a selfie, I get more likes. Sometimes I don't always want to post selfies. Sometimes I'm not feeling it. Sometimes I'm feeling it. Of course, whenever I post a picture with other people that have their own following or of just them, the people go crazy and they want to see it. And then I start to think, well, are you following me just to see pictures of them? Or do you care about my content? And then I hate myself for caring that much (laughs) because it doesn't matter especially on my personal Instagram account. And for a while I was thinking I regretted not just making my original account, my Jess Kovic account, be my business account and just just merge everything into one and only use the one account. So I don't have to manage anything else, but it's kind of nice. I like keeping Jess Kovic as just, this is me. This is the things I like, the things I do, my real life, real people in my life. Obviously, what my comfort level is to share of my personal life, but I don't have to adhere to a brand or a color scheme. I can post whatever I want, whatever I feel like. If it's not a great photo, I don't have to post it. That one still gets me. I still I still want to see quality photos on my feed. I'm not going to lie, but I don't get caught up on a color scheme on that one. I don't get caught up on specific content. I don't say I only post architecture. I don't say I only post selfies. I only post this. I just kind of post whatever I feel like at the time. And I feel some freedom with that. I think had I just started Instagram, say I was a someone that was living under a rock for the past 10 years and had no idea what Instagram was. And I walk into it today and I see how it is, how it's already established. People have described how they're using it. I would probably make one Instagram account and have that be my entire persona because that'd be easier. And I think nowadays that's what people want to see. They want to see your personal life. They want to see your work and then they want to delve into your personal life because everyone's really voyeuristic in that way. And it'd be easier to manage. But at this point, I've come this far and I've established these different purposes. So I have different kind of communities on each one. Sugar Bunch is specific to my Sugar Bunch store and brand. And then Jess Kovic is me, Jess Kovic. And it's a nice fit for this podcast because it's the same thing. It's me giving my audio diary of my creative endeavors. So it it fits into my persona. So I'm not going to combine them now. If I were to start fresh new today, having not had Instagram for the past, I don't know how many years, I might just have one account. Such is life. Here we are. I've got three. I'm keeping them. I like the division at this time. Maybe I'll change it in the future. Maybe I'll change my at handle. I have business cards already with the ones I currently have. So probably not for a while because of that. So Instagram can be a way to stay relevant. It can be a way to engage, create a community. Clearly, there's a negative side that we've all been hearing about. I've talked about a little bit. Um, Comments People can get nasty in comments. I haven't had to deal with this too much, but I know the more followers people have, the more there's going to be haters and negativity coming into it. I know some people have turned off their comments so they just don't have to see it and they don't have to filter through the noise of people that they don't necessarily know. And, you know, that's everybody's choice. I've thought about it 
from time to time, maybe you want to share something that's a little bit personal, but you don't really want to talk about it. I understand that. I haven't disabled comments at this time because I haven't, like I said, dealt with too much negativity. And I think to a certain extent, there's always just you ignore it, you delete it if it's a comment that is upsetting to other people or you. And I would like to try to stay in that mindset of not letting comments like that affect me for people that either don't have all the information, they don't know you, or they just have an opinion that you don't share, that's fine. As long as they're not hurting anybody else or saying something hateful for the sake of being hateful, I think I'll leave them and let people engage. Same thing with my DMs, my direct messages. I keep that open too. I I get some lovely people commenting on the things that I post and I'm grateful to engage with them. And we have nice conversations and people give advice and it's been great so far, so I haven't felt the need to close it down. I don't get that many, so it's definitely manageable so it's nice to engage with people especially when I'm posting more and more on stories there's no comment section so the way that for people to engage with that content it's always a direct message so that's fine for me for now so that's where I'm at with Instagram I think you know I'm I'm married to the platform I'm still gonna I'm still gonna use it but I might use it differently in the future it's just one tool of many tools to connect with people so who knows maybe there'll be another platform that explodes on the scene next year takes everybody by storm and everybody's gonna move away from Instagram and beyond that the world of social media could be an entirely different place than it is right now all I can do all I want to worry about is creating things that I like that I care about improving my skills and sharing it with the world because I'm proud of that growth. And if other people, it resonates with other people, then awesome. And I feel good about that. And try not to let all the other bullshit bog you down, feeling like Instagram is a job or feeling like you're suffocated by this comparison complex. That's no fun. That's not positive. That's not productive. All right. So that's all I have to say about Instagram today. This is kind of a rambling confession of just what I'm currently feeling about the platform and how I'm using it in my business and how I'm using it for personal and how I differentiate the two. I know not everybody has three Instagram accounts and that might sound crazy to a lot of people. Sometimes it sounds crazy to me, but here I am. They do have a purpose, I promise. If you're so inclined, you can follow me on Instagram for all this personal stuff. You can follow the Sugar Bunch store to see all the products and designs coming out. Watch out for that Labyrinth Through Dangers Untold line to be dropping soonish. Date TBD. And if you just want to see my pure designs, things that maybe I'm not putting on shirts for my Sugar Bunch store, I'm just kind of designing and practicing, you can follow at Jess Kovic Designs to see my design portfolio. Anywho, I'm just happy to to be able to share myself in that way. All right, that's it for today. I'm tired of talking about Instagram. Maybe I'll go look at Instagram for a while until I'm tired of that. As always, go to the show notes, jesskovic.com forward slash podcast forward slash 11 for this episode's show notes. Leave me comments there. We can build a community and and chat there and give Instagram a a rest and then come back to Instagram because I'll be there. You know, I'll be there. All right, that's it. Take care. Till next time. Adios. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. 
And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at Jess underscore Kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.